Best friends and Broadway superfans Jeff and Judy wait at the stage door every night to catch a glimpse of their idol Adina Menzel in the hilarious new comedy, Which Way to the Stage. And when a sexy stranger enters the scene and upends their friendship, Jeff and Judy have to go off book to rewrite their own finale. Called the best new comedy since theaters reopened by The Wrap and Zippy Fun by The New York Times, Grab your best friend and see which way to the stage at Signature Theater now through January 22nd. Get tickets at sigtheater.org. Hey, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, AJ Tripp, and welcome to The Word According to Me. Episode 2 of this brand new podcast. We're doing it once a month. As of right now, maybe sometime in the in the future, we'll go two times a month or whatever with this. But right now, it's once a month. And with today being Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day and dating and romance and all of that good stuff. I, I, I wanted to find the... I'm surprised that it's not on... It's not available on YouTube somewhere. But, you know, there's a, there's a there was a... <laughs> For on The Simpsons, there was an episode where I believe it was Bart, and Bart was talking to himself, and he 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 had a quote that said, "Love, yuck." You know, so I, I wanted to start off this podcast by playing that. That is something that'd be a little bit funny, something like that. But I could not find it anywhere, so we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. And um, but let's start with the the thing of Valentine's Day, right? Uh, where does Valentine's Day come from and all that stuff? I get it up here in history.com Valentine's Day um, So let's see, let's read a little bit a little bit of this because I, I don't think I know that Valentine's Day is is, you know, it's the day of love apparently, whatever. So let's read this again from history.com Valentine's Day occurs every February 14th Across the United States and in other places around the world, candy, flowers, and gifts are exchanged between loved ones, all in the name of St. Valentine. But who is this mysterious saint and where did these traditions come from? Find out the meaning and history of Valentine's Day from the ancient Roman ritual Lupercalia that welcomed spring to the card-given customs of Victorian England. So let's see. Um, Where did... Valentine's Day originates from. The history of the holiday and the story of its patron saint is shrouded in mystery. We do know that February has been long celebrated as a month of romance, and that St. Valentine's Day, as we know it today, contains vestiges of both Christian and ancient Roman tradition. But who was St. Valentine, and how did he become associated with this ancient rite? Yeah, that's something I find out myself. I don't really know it. Uh, the Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine or Valentinius, all of whom were martyred. One legend contends that Valentine was a priest who served during the 3rd century in Rome, when Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. He outlawed marriage for young men. Wow. Uh, Valentine, realizing the injustice of this degree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Still, others insist that it was St. Valentine of 
Turni, a bishop, who was the true namesake of the holiday. He too was beheaded like Claudius II outside of Rome. Other stories suggest that Valentine may have been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons, where they have been where they were often beaten and tortured. According to one legend, an imprisoned Valentine actually sent the first Valentine greeting himself after he fell in love with a young girl, possibly his jealous daughter, who visited him during the confinement. Before his death, it is alleged that he wrote her a letter signed from your Valentine. An expression that is still in use today. Although the truth behind the Valentine legend is murky, the stories all emphasize his appeal as a sympathetic and heroic, and most importantly, romantic figure. By the Middle Ages, perhaps thanks to his reputation, Valentine would become one of the most popular saints in England and France. The Origins of Valentine's Day, a pagan festival in February? Excuse me? <laughs> While some believe that Valentine's Day is celebrated in the middle of February to commemorate the anniversary of Valentine's death or burial, which has probably occurred around AD 270, others claim that the Christian Church may have decided to place St. Valentine's Feast in the middle of February in order, in effort to Christianize the pagan, pagan celebration of Lupercalia, celebrated at the Ides of February or February 15th. Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as to the Roman founders of the as well as the Roman founders Romulus and Remulus. I heard it that somewhere. I think those, I mean, those are some, some those are some of the twins or something, right? I think I don't know my my Roman mythology <laughs> enough. <laughs> But I think they're twins. Uh, to begin the festival, members of the Lupercai, an order of Roman priests, would gather at a sacred cave where the infants of Romulus and Remulus, and Remus, excuse me, the founders of Rome, were believed to have cared for by a she-wolf or a lupa. The priest would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for, for purification. They would then strip the goat's hides dip them into sacrificial blood, and take to the streets. Oh, my God. Gently slapping both women and field crowds with the goat. What? What? Ay, ay, ay. Far from being fearful, Roman women welcomed the touch of the hives because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year. Jesus Christ. Things that some people would believe. Later in the day, according to legend, all of the young women in the city would place their names in a big urn. The city's bachelors would choose a name and be compared for the year with his chosen woman. These matches often ended in marriage. Think about the women in this age, they get upset at the, at the word obey in the, in the vows. They get upset at the word obey. Back in the day, if you got slapped with a goat hide, <laughs> and then somebody just picked your name out of a hat, you were theirs. <clears throat> wow. That is 
Very interesting. Uh, let's read a little bit more. Let's see. This is a whole few pages. Things about Cupid. Um. Valentine's Greens were as popular as back as the Middle Ages, though written Valentine's didn't appear until after 1400. The oldest known Valentine still in existence today was a poem written in 15, 1415 by Charles Duke of Orleans to his wife who, while he was imprisoned in the Tower of London following his capture at the Battle of Aging Court. Several years later, it is believed King Henry V hired a writer named John Ligate to compose a note to Catherine to Valias. Who is Cupid? Cupid is also portrayed on Valentine's Day cards as a naked cherub launching arrows at love, excuse me, at unsuspecting lovers. But the Roman god Cupid has his roots in Greek mythology as the Greek god of love, Eros, accounts of his birth vary. Some say Nyx and Erebus, others Aphrodite and Ares. Still, others suggest that he is the son of Iris and Zephyrus, uh, or even Aphrodite and Zeus. Who would have been both his father and grandfather? Oh my lord! Um, according to Greek archaic poets, Eros was a handsome immortal, played with who played with the emotions of gods and men, using golden arrows to incite love and lend ones to sorrow and aversion. It wasn't until the Hellenistic period that he began to be portrayed as the mischievous, chubby child. He'd become a Valentine's Day card. Alright. Uh, typical Valentine's Day gifts and greetings. Let's continue on with this. I'm going to try not to read a, read a little bit more out in a minute. After I read this, I'll check and see if there's any other things that need to be done. Uh, in addition to United States, Valentine's Day is celebrated in Canada, in Canada, Mexico, the United Kingdom, France, and Australia. In Great Britain, Valentine's Day began to be popularly celebrated around the 17th century. By the century, it was common for friends and lovers of all social classes to exchange small tokens of affection or handwritten notes, and by 1900, printed cards began replacing written letters due to improvements in printing technology. Ready-made cards were an easy way for people to express their emotions in a time when direct expression of one's feelings was discouraged. Cheaper postage rates also contribute to an increase in the popularity of Sydney Valentine's Day greetings. Americans probably began exchanging handmade Valentine's in the early 1700s. 
In the 1840s, Esther A. Howland began selling the first mass-produced valentines in America. Howland, known as the mother of Valentine, made elaborate creations with real lace, ribbons, and colorful pictures known as scrap. Today, I guess maybe that's why it's called scrapbooking nowadays. Uh, today, according to the Green Card Association, an estimated 150 million Valentine's Day cards are sent each year, making Valentine's Day the second largest card-sending holiday of the year, only second to Christmas. Okay, so let's get some of some other things. Okay, so oh, oh, so that was the last part. Okay, I'll get it. Okay, get it. Uh, there's some, like, some other things like seven, seven momentous histories in history. Valentine's Day facts, Valentine's, famous quotes about love for Valentine's Day, yada yada yada, history St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which is something, <laughs> that's, something, that's something that we should talk about. Because it has nothing to do with love. It, 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 it is just, well, I guess we're going to talk about Valentine's Day. We should talk about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. We'll come back to that at the end. Um... So here it is. Uh, so um, here's my thoughts on Valentine's Day as of right now. As, as we just read you the history of Valentine's Day, some of the history and everything like that. Um, all of this may have been, you know, all of this might be true, and it, it is a, and it is a place to demonstrate love and and everything like that, affection for the people that if you care about and everything like that but um i think unfortunately it is now what is now most people call it today it is a hallmark um it's a hallmark card it is something for the hallmark cards and and all the other greeting cards to you pay money for that and to, and to buy chocolate and to watch the movies on the hallmark channel and all these other things. I don't. It's, it's not. I think it's become more commercialized and more, you know, more phony than it has been real. And, and many people still to this day are so, so happy about, you know, the Valentine's Day and everything like that. There will be, I'm sure there will be, hundreds of millions of people, uh, today that will. You know, exchange gifts, exchange chocolate, do all the other things that are needed, to, that, you know, that they do. Or if they go out to dinner or something like that, or if they're not, or, well, I don't know about this weekend, because the weekend is a Super Bowl, so I don't know if they're a Super Bowl. Um, so I don't know if that will, if they would do it then. You know, maybe, maybe they did it Saturday on the 12th. You know, celebrated Valentine's Day, but I'm sure there was people would still go out to dinner. And, you know, at some of these um, 
some of these places around the world. Um, the Valentine's Day has been I can speak, damn it, coerced um, by the, you know, by the green cards and everything like that. And he kind of forced you to say, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's the actual, you know, way this thing needs to go. But do, do you celebrate? Would you celebrate? You know, that's, that's, that is the question. I think here, here's my thought. If, um, if, if Valentine's Day come around and I celebrate, I would celebrate, you know. I, I, I don't think I would do many things, you know, about it. But I think I would celebrate a little bit. I think that maybe, you know, I, do, I would do the usual thing of just maybe buying my, uh, my significant other a... Uh, Box of chocolates, or or, their, or maybe not the box of chocolates, but their favorite chocolates. I think that might be some making more personal. Just don't do anything. Just don't get a card and get a you know and, and, and get a and get a you know a box of chocolates from Jewels or or anywhere like that. You I would just probably just I would get their favorite chocolate. I probably would get a probably find some type of not no Hallmark card. I, I may find something on the internet and print it up. And then right into it, my feelings for them, right? You know, I, I, again, I'm not sure about like taking trips. Maybe if it was something like, you know, not something like you know today was on a Monday, but if it, if it was like on a Friday or even Saturday, something like that, and there wasn't no Super Bowl or anything like that happening, um, maybe we would, you know, we would do something like that. Would, you know, we would just take her to a no hotel, you know, get the penthouse suite if I had the money. It's gonna cost a lot of money. But if I just had the money, then I would do that and celebration. But I don't, I don't think it, I don't think I would do anything that would um, add to the uh, reading cartification <laughs> of this holiday. Um, I, think that, I think that's my outlook on it. So. Uh, but another thing I want to get to is when it comes to the Valentine's Day, there's other things that there are other things that are around Valentine's Day, and you know, some other things that I would like to talk about, uh, like in, 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 in particular dating, right? Dating, and like you know what happens when you two are dating. Now here's the thing about me, and I'm going to be honest on this podcast, whether it embarrasses me or not. I am 40 years old. I turned 40 uh, last month as you know, you guys can look at my um, look at my last uh, podcast, and you can listen to that as well. But um, no, I've never been on a date. I have. I've never been on a date. I never. I never picked up a girl and went out went out somewhere. I never met a girl at a place and we met together and we had fun there. I, I never. I've never done any of that. Any of that that normal people would be would, would call dating. And here I am, forty years old, and this. Probably a chance that you know. Well, she probably there's probably there's more than likely a chance that I'm never going to do the actual dating thing as I'm doing quotations. And it's just because of like my age, right, and what you do. Because 
uh, uh, yeah, I think the big thing that when you do older dating as a younger person is a lot different than dating as an older person. I think. Yeah, sure. Dating as a younger per, a younger person, yeah, you do those things. Yeah, you know, you, you know, you go to those you know things and you do those things to try to impress each other, you know. But I think now as as an old person, I think you know, I admit you probably get a little stuck in your ways. And not only that, there are probably things that you are not for. Now, this probably would have been an issue for me, no matter what, because listen, I don't eat things that you eat at restaurants. I don't. I don't. I don't eat steak. I don't eat like chicken things. I don't eat fish things. I don't anything like that. So, going to a a fancy restaurant is not. What's going to you know be my my deal? So see right there. Restaurants I like to go to a fast food restaurants. Popeyes, McDonald's, Burger King, those things, right? Those are the restaurants I like to go to. I guess I would I guess I would be okay going to somewhere like um, Olive Garden because they have spaghetti and meatballs there. I like spaghetti, so I could eat the spaghetti and meatballs. There's a place like Carson's. Uh, I don't know it's in Chicago, but you know, Carson's have hamburgers there, french fries, so I could get something like that. Ugh. Um, I'm trying to, I'm sure I can go to like all the, all the, the pizza restaurants as well. G, uh, Giordano's, Luminati's, Homer and Inn Pizza. I could go to all of those places, right? As well, because obviously it's pizza. But I wouldn't be able to go to any other place as this. You know, you know take me to the best restaurant. I, the best restaurant for me is Donald's. So, I don't, I don't know. So, I don't... I think that's something like that. I, say, I think, in my age, a, a date would consist of... Um, just Maybe just spending time, you know, at somebody's apartment. One of each other's apartment or, or house. It would be, um, like I said, going to those those other fast, those fast food restaurants. Maybe doing something like just taking a, a walk somewhere, maybe doing some of the things, maybe like taking a thing, uh, taking a, a cab ride or taking a, um, what's the other thing, you know, taking a tour ride of the city or something like that, you know what I mean? Something like that is something that I think, uh, in particular is probably what's best for me in, in, in that, in, uh, in my older age of 40. So I think the thing like that, um, right? And and but someone for someone who hasn't even done those dates, I you know it, it, I think it feels awkward because I don't know what exactly what to do on these dates. And and you know and it's and yeah, that's not even talking about like doing the thing where I don't have a car, so I couldn't go and pick somebody up. You know, we'd have to meet somewhere, or or if she had a car, she would come pick me up. But I, 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 I have no, I have no, you know, no qualms with that. But I, I, I want, I do wonder, you know, if, if, you know, if a woman would have, you know, is there something, is there something that would make me, quote unquote, undateable? I don't think it should. I don't think that shouldn't, that shouldn't be. What makes me undateable? What makes me undateable should be something, things like that. Like if she, 
if she, you know, if she is something that she, if she has dogs and I'm going to, who does not like dogs and doesn't want dogs and that should make me undateable, that should make me disqualified from dating her. And that would be okay. Not the fact that I don't have a car, but that's just sometimes how it is in, in, these, in these streets. <laughs> in these in, in dating, um, in this dating world. And I think one of the things about dating that comes with dating is the romance, right? This one I don't get. This one I don't get because I, I really don't. I really wouldn't know what to do because women are just. It's 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 not like that you've seen in movies. You know, the movies I watched growing up where, you know, the woman was you know wants wants romance and wants think wants beautiful things said to them and wants. Um, things done for them or anything like that but that's I don't know if that's necessarily the case you know you bring a woman flowers you know you might get called corny you know you know you open you know you open the, the you know the door for a woman and you might be called a misogynist you know she can do it herself So I, I just I just don't know don't even don't even know anymore. I don't I don't even know if like if 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 by all the luck in the world something happened to me and I found somebody who wanted to date me who I, who I wanted to date and I, I I wouldn't know what it would be to be romantic. I I don't think I would. I don't think I would know what it would take to be romantic. What it would take to be um you know, just sweep a woman off her feet or anything like that. I guess the only thing I could just say, and I just, I've said this to myself basically time after time, uh, I can only be who I am. And um, if she likes it, great. That's what I, that's what I want. I want, her to, I want her to like me for me. If a woman doesn't like it and thinks she's corny or thinks I'm you know, misogynist or whatever, whatever she wants to call me, whatever she thinks I am of me, then that's fine, that's, that she doesn't have to date me, but I'm just going to be who I am, and if I think it's something that I think is fine, like I mentioned earlier about the, maybe writing a, a handwritten card or something like that to, to my girl, then it, that's what it is, and that, that's, that's what I'm going to be, if it's saying something, you know, something that I think you know, that is cool to say to, to her, tell, tell her how I feel about her, or anything like that. I think she's corny, whatever. That's just gonna be me. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of thoughts, a lot of, um, rigmarole that I go through in my mind. And, and really, I shouldn't because, you know, it's, it, it hasn't happened yet and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, but I, I guess on the on slim chance that it does, I want to be ready for it. And that's something that I think I go back and forth over when it comes to this, you know, dating, love, romance thing. All right.
and, and no, I wasn't gonna talk about this. But maybe I should let's talk about this for a minute, right? Love, right? Love is so many things. There's so many ways you can love somebody. So many ways you can be loved somebody, you know, like that. So many ways of how you express and feel your love, right? And I think there have been times when I have been in love with somebody, but obviously they didn't love me back. They didn't even know about it because I didn't even tell them. But, um, yeah, I, I could be in love with somebody and have those strong feelings about her. And, you know, the way I see love is that it's the, you know, First, it's the person. The first thing I think about when I wake up. It's the last thing I think about before I go to bed, and they're always on my mind throughout the rest of the day, right? So that's, that's how I think what love is. And there have been times when I have felt about, felt that about people, about about about, about, about a, a woman. But of course, again, like I said, I, I, I never, never let them know because it would just be embarrassing, you know. You know, it, it, you, know you, 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 at some point, you know what the answer is. So why do you keep asking the question, right? So I would say not, not accounting, not accounting for dating apps or uh, websites or anything like that because I, I've done that for 20, you know, 20, you know, the 20 years uh, that I've been able to do to do that. Um, we're talking about like in person, talking about in person. That hasn't happened since 1997. Yeah, 1997, my freshman year in high school. That was the last year. That I that I asked a girl for you know to be my girlfriend because the answer was no. So this is like, so why, why why am I keep asking? Why am I going to keep asking this question if it's the answer is just going to be no, right? So I made sure that I just I just wasn't going to ask that question. Was just one never going to ask that question in person again. And I didn't. I didn't. I did not ask that person in person ever again. Um, I haven't done it at all. So, yeah, my um, there's just no there's just no need to ask that question. You know the answer. I know some people. I know some people will tell you. you know, they give you all of these lines. You know. Shoot your shots, and and, and and you can't hit a, you know, and you can't hit a home run when you, you know, by keeping your bat on your shoulder. You know, you can't hit a home run if you don't swing. All those things. But I would like to say, like, yeah, sure, you 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 like to, you don't, you can't, you, you not know if you're gonna hit a home run if you don't swing. But I'm not even in the game, guys. I'm not even in the game. I'm I'm sitting in the stands watching the game. I'm never gonna have the opportunity to play. So that that, that it doesn't it doesn't that those those things don't go for me. So like I, like I said earlier, I just I just I do it 
um, do, do it online with other dating apps because hey, it's not face to face. It's not you know, it, um, they you know they have the right to swipe left left on you or on some other dating sites they can just ignore you, delete your message, whatever. If you don't hear from them, fine. You know the answers. And it's not face to face, so you you don't you don't get that that heartbreak. So I think that's a that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. You don't want heartbreak, especially not on this day, Valentine's Day. So yeah, man. I think um. I think that's pretty much it. I think we've we, we've talked about everything. We've gone over Valentine's Day and, and the the meaning, the history of it. Uh, we talked about like dating and how dating is and how dating would, might be for me uh, at this age. Talked about romance, everything like that, and what that could be, what some people think it is, what I think it is, and then we just talked about love and things of being in love. And, Everything like and trying to find it, trying to get it. So, did we get all of that? So, I think now let's have a little fun. Let's have a little fun. Let's go back to the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Okay, so let's take a look at this. Um, so, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre shocked the world on February 14, 1929, when Chicago's north side erupted in gang violence. Gang warfare ruled the streets of Chicago during the late 1920s, as chief gangster Al Capone sought to cons consolidate control by eliminating his rivals in the illegal trade of bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. This rash of gang violence reached its bloody, bloody climax in a garage on the city north side of February 14, 1929, when seven men associated with the Irish gangster George Bugs Moran, one of Capone's longtime long enemies, were shot to death by several men dressed as policemen. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre, as it was known, remains an unsolved crime which was never officially linked to Capone, but he was generally considered to have been responsible for the murders. From 1924 to 1930, the city of Chicago gained widespread reputation for lawlessness and violence. Not coincidentally, this phenomenon coincided with the reign of Chief Crime Lord Al Scarface Capone, who took over from his boss Johnny Torrio in 1925. Torrio, who was seriously wounded in the assassination attempt in 1924, had retired to Brooklyn. Prohibition ushered in by the passage of the 18th Amendment in 1920 had greatly increased the earnings of America's gangsters throughout through bootlegging, the illegal manufacture and sale of alcohol, and speakeasies, illicit drinking establishments, as well as gambling and prostitution. Capone's income from these activities was estimated at some $60 million a year. His net worth in 1929 was around, a, 1927, around $100 million. Wow. Chicago has had the greatest running back of all time and had the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time. It's the greatest city in all time. We may have had the greatest gangster of all time. Unreal. Over the years, Al Capone consolidated 
control over most Chicago crimes rackets by ruthlessly gunning down his rivals. In 1924, authorities counted some 16 gang-related murders. This brand of slaying continued until 1929, reaching a high of 64 murders in one year during that time. Federal authorities, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, had much less jurisdiction than they have had today and did not include Chicago's gang-related re- re- activity. I, I must apologize. I, I don't know. It's... I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and 40 or if it's because of other things that are happening. I'm not sure, but I swear I'm a much better reader and speaker than I sound like sometimes, I promise you. Massacre on St. Valentine's Day. Chicago's gang war reached its bloody climax in the so-called Alright, so like I was saying, Chicago's gang war reached its bloody climax in the so-called St. Valentine's Day Massacre of 1929. One of Capone's longtime enemies, the Irish gangster George Bugs Moran, ran his bootlegging operations out of a garage at 2122 North Clark Street. On February 14th, seven members of Moran's operation were gunned down while a standing lined up facing the wall of the garage. Some 70 rounds of ammunition were fired. When police officers from Chicago's 36th district arrived, they found one gang member, Frank Gusenberg, barely alive. In the few minutes before he died, they pressed him to reveal what happened. But Gusenberg wouldn't talk, of course. Police could only find a few eyewitnesses, but eventually concluded that the gunmen dressed as police officers had entered the garage and intended to be arresting the men. Though Moran and others immediately blamed the massacre on Capone's gang, the famous gangster himself claimed to have been at his home in Florida at the time. No one was ever brought to trial for the murders. It remained one of the biggest unsolved crimes in history. The downfall of public enemy number one. Slash um, paragraph or two here on St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Um, let's go. Those of St. Valentine's Day Massacre marked the end of any significant gang opposition to Capone's rule in Chicago. It can only be said to have marked the beginning of his downfall. With his highly effective organization and his oppressive income and his willingness to ruthlessly eliminate his rivals, Capone had become the country's number one notorious gangster and the newspaper's dubbed him public enemy number one. Federal authorities began investing Capone after he had failed to appear for a grand jury after being subpoenaed in March 1929. 
When he had finally appeared and testified, federal agents arrested him for contempt of court. Capone posted bond and was released only to be only to be arrested in Philadelphia that May on charges of carrying concealed weapons. Capone served nine months in prison where it's, and was released for good behavior. In February 1931, a federal court found Capone guilty on a contempt of charge and sentenced him to six months in Cook County Jail. Meanwhile, the U.S. Treasury Department had launched an investigation of Capone for income tax evasion. Due diligent forensic accounting, Special Agent Frank Wilson and other members of the Intelligent Unit of the Internal Revenue Service were put together a case. In June 1931, Capone was indicted for invasion of federal income tax. Convicted that October after internationally publicized trial, Capone was sentenced to 11 years in prison, first in Atlanta and later in Alcatraz. He was released in 1931 and died an invalid, an invalid recluse at his Florida home in 1947. Claims are he died of like syphilis or gonorrhea, one of those, uh, sexually transmitted disease. But yeah, there you have it. Another history about. Um, St. Valentine's Day, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, led by, allegedly, led by Al Capone. So, this day is is not all about love and, 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 and goodness and everything like that. There was some, some possible evilness and other things that happened to this place as well. So, there you have it. Valentine's Day. This is Big day for a lot of y'all. Again, like I said at the beginning, uh, probably hundreds of millions of y'all are getting together and going to have some fun, do some things, do some things that you like, do some things you don't like, do anything from just spending time together, which is maybe other two, making big plans of maybe, maybe going to a vacation spot or anything like that. So I, I want to wish anybody and everybody who are doing it a happy Valentine's Day. Um, if you're not doing anything, you know, I also want to wish you a, Valentine, a happy Valentine's Day as well. You deserve all some, some wishes and love and support and things like that. And Yeah, I think uh, anybody feeling really down and depressed about it, uh, not having somebody this day or anything like that, um, time will heal all wounds. And uh, I hope it's, you know, I hope you're able to get past this depression pretty clearly because when once when you wake up tomorrow there'll be um, a whole lot of candy on sale <laughs> so you can go to the store and give you some of that candy and help you ease whatever little depression you have open night I hope I really in all seriousness I hope you we don't I hope you don't get too depressed so you know you can you know feel the way you want to feel about it but I think wake up the next day and Realize it's a new day and, and, and things are happening. You never know what's going to happen to you or for you. So, there you have it. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for listening to the, seventh episode, this, the second episode of my new pod, podcast, The Word According to Me. Please uh, check out the links in the description box below. Check out anything. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash ajtrip. Become a patron. Once I hit a certain amount of patrons, you will be able to determine what you hear on this podcast, what you see on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash AJ Trip, and what you will see on my 
Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Uh Also, if you want to you know another way to support me, because I have a sports podcast, and uh, up, up on that podcast is also my thoughts on the Super Bowl from yesterday, I'm sure. Uh, if, if you have some, if you have thoughts on that, you can listen to that as well. Um, go to anchor.fm slash on the show. And there, there are three tiers, 99 cents a month, 4.99 cents a month, and $9.99 cents a month. All those three things. Or you can just, whether with this podcast or with that podcast, just share the podcast to your family, your friends, on all your social media. Um, rate it. And, you know, and like it and all that other stuff, that also helps as well. If you can't, you know, so help support monetarily, you can help support in those, in those other ways as well. So, yeah. Uh, I'll be back next month in March. I'm not sure. I don't want to do the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I don't want to do the St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, hmm. Well, I, well, I'll find something. But like I said, we have one month a month. We will. I will talk about something uh, in the next month, next month of March. And you know, on this podcast, on my sports podcast, the game according to me, we'll be talking about March Madness and anything else that is happening. So you make sure you, you, you know, you get, you know, you get to that. Okay. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. This is your boy AJ Trip signing off. As always, be good to each other, y'all. Be careful out there. And I am out.